first direct your attention to the book of Proverbs chapter 29. I'm going to read one verse of scripture, Proverbs 29 and verse number 18. And then I'm going to go to the book of Revelation chapter 1 and uh, read beginning with verse number 9. Proverbs 29 and verse number 18. Where there is no vision, the people perish. Where there is no vision, the people perish. One translation said, where there is no vision or there is nothing of the future beyond the present. That's what a vision is. It's beyond the present. When there is no sight beyond the present, people suffer loss. And most often they are at a loss as to what to do. Revelation chapter 1 and verse number 9. And I, John, who also am your brother and companion in tribulation. I love the introduction that John gives to us. I am your brother and companion in tribulation. And in the kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ, I was in the isle that is called Patmos for the word of the Lord and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day and heard behind me a great voice as of a trumpet saying, I am Alpha and Omega, the, beginning, the first and the last, and what thou seest, write in a book and send it unto the seven churches which are in Asia to Ephesus and Smyrna, Pergamos, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, Laodicea. Verse 12 said, And I turned to see the voice that spake with me, and being turned, I saw seven golden candlesticks, saying unto me, I am Alpha and Omega, the first and the last, and what thou seest. Everybody say, what thou seest. What thou seest. Write in a book. I want to talk to you for a few moments this morning about a hard place, but a heavenly experience. Amen. A hard place but a heavenly experience. And everybody said amen to the Word of God. God bless you. Smile as you are being seated and at least fool the devil as to what your perspective is right now. Amen. I have learned in my few years of living that attitude is more important than any of us can ever imagine in how we face situations and how we go through the very ups and downs and trials of life. Attitude is perhaps one of the most critical aspects of human life. And it is such a vital 
interest to us today to understand that. Having the right perspective uh, will help us see beyond the present moment, to see beyond the inconvenience of what we're going through right now, what is temporary, what is passing, what will soon fade and something else will come. But having the right perspective will help us see beyond the inconvenience of a temporary situation. Everybody say a temporary situation. Temporary. Where you are right now is really just temporary. Now you can make it permanent if you so choose, but it in truth is temporary. And having the right perspective in life will help you see beyond the inconvenience of the present moment. How many people have I run into in life that were not able to overcome particular situations and yet they were strong and they were uh, they, they, they had the physical makeup to overcome and yet they were overcome by their situation. And I've seen other people who were weak and sickly and people that you would look at and you would cast off and say they'll never make it, but they are the ones that make it. And if you go back and find the root of it, you, re- you will find that most often it's because They have a different perspective on life. I've seen some of the healthiest people in the world be the sickest people I've ever been around. And most of it was between their ears. And I don't mean to disparage anybody here this morning. I'm not preaching about anybody here. But I've known some people like that. That their sickness was between their ears. It was in their head. Now it may have affected their body, but it was really more to do with what was up here and what was in their mind. And, you know, that's one thing that I've come to understand about living for God is that it is more and more about the mind and the will, not just the body or the circumstances that I find myself in. That the devil can tie my body up with sickness or the devil can tie your family up with turmoil and trouble But if he can't get your mind, you're not going to stay in that situation very long. If he can get hold of your mind, though, it doesn't matter if you have a strong body. If he can tie up your mind, he's going to keep you in that misery and that situation that you're going through permanently rather than temporary. Amen. The right perspective will keep us from being run over and bowled over by circumstances and something that is really soon to pass but because we are not looking at it in the right way we are overcome. What I have read to you this morning are two passages of scripture that are worlds apart. They show you the outcome of perspective. They show you one life, one world, one person, one family, and they have no vision. They see nothing beyond the present moment. They they see nothing beyond where they are at this particular time in their life. 
they are absorbed and caught up in all of the ups and downs and the vicissitudes of their life and so much so that they do not look out and they do not look beyond. And because of that perspective, the Bible said that they are overcome and they actually perish. They diminish. They, they don't grow. They're not blessed. They're not favored. They, they don't enjoy life. They are overcome by their setting. And it all has to do with their perspective. It has to do with no vision. Everybody say no vision. No vision. They could not see beyond where they were at that particular moment. And because they could not see beyond where they were, they died in their circumstances. They died in whatever it was they were going through. They were consumed by whatever was going on in their life at that particular moment. But on the other hand, we we find a man by the name of John that is exiled to an island called Patmos. It was a, a, a colony for the, those who had been incarcerated for breaking the law. It was an isolated island. Most historians say it was just a pile of rocks. There were very little vegetation, very few trees. There was nothing about it that was conducive. It was not a vacation spot. It was not Hawaii. It was not the, the, uh, it was not the Bahamas or somewhere out in the Virgin Islands. It was that isolated place where they would send the rejects of society and they would make them serve out their remaining days in this habitat that was barren and desolate. And here a man of God is of all people. Now you would expect the convict and the murderer and the rapist and, and the thief. You would expect them to have that kind of, of situation in their life. But here's a man of God. Here is a man who has done good. He's preached the word of God. He's been faithful to the Lord. He's done everything that God's spoken to him to do and yet in spite of doing all of the good and in spite of doing everything he knew to do right, he still wound up in a place called Patmos. The great part of the story is that Patmos never got in him. It never got into his thinking. It never got into his mind. It never got into the process of his thoughts. Somehow John was able to see beyond the moment. He had a vision. He saw another world. He saw heavens open. He saw a church here and a church there. And God revealed to him the various things that were going on with those churches and what was right and what was wrong. And he said, John, what you see, I want you to write. And so we have the entirety of the book of Revelation that was written by a man that was put away to a hard place, a difficult place to be living. And yet in that hard place, in that place where there was pain and suffering and hard work, John had a heavenly experience. I have just simply come to tell somebody this morning that it really doesn't matter what you're going through. 
And it doesn't matter what you're having to live through right now. When you have the right perspective, when your eyes have been touched by God and you see beyond your present moment, you realize that it's just temporary. This is not going to last. But God is going to last and God's presence is going to last and God's promises are going to endure. I'm incarcerated in a body that doesn't want to cooperate with me right now. My knees are giving out. My back is giving out. My heart's not working right. My blood pressure's up. My sugar's not working right. I'm incarcerated in a body where my vision is failing naturally and and, and I'm having to use glasses and I'm, I'm leaning more. I'm using a crutch or I'm using this to get along in life. I've got to take this medication for this problem and I've got to take that medication for that problem and I've got to take this medication for this problem and I, I just feel like I'm one medicated dude. But the truth of the matter is that's life and it's hard sometimes living is never living in for sissies if you want to whine and cry and pout about life you don't need to be in this service today because I'm not going to feel sorry for you life is just that way it's hard it never was meant to be easy because it's what develops us it's what brings us to that place God wants us to be you don't get to be a stronger person by everything going in your way. You don't get to be a better man or a better woman because everything goes the way you want it. You become a better man or a better woman because you have opposition in your life and you have adversity that you have to go through. And the secret to it all is the right perspective. Being able to see beyond the present moment. You see how you feel about a situation going in. Listen to me. How you feel about a situation going in to that situation will oftentimes determine how it affects you and how you come out of it. And if you don't believe that, go to the book of Daniel and read read about the three Hebrew boys. Young men, really. They weren't boys. They were young men. But they were brought before the king and they were accused of being unfaithful. They were accused of being radicals and they, they, they had been put in a position where you either going to bow or you're going to the furnace. And I love their response in Daniel chapter 3 verse 17. They said, we're, we're not, we're, we're, we're not going to be careful how, or we're going to be careful how we answer you, O King Nebuchadnezzar. But this is what you, you need to understand about us. We know that our God is able to deliver us. We know that. We know that our God is able to deliver us. And He will deliver us from this burning fiery furnace. But, but, if He does not, we just want you to know that we're not going to bend. We're not going to bow. We're not going to worship. I don't care what you do to us. Do whatever you want to do. But we're not giving in. No wonder the Bible said that once they were cast in. That the only thing the fire could do was burn off the ropes that men had put on them. And freed them to walk around in a fire with a fourth man who was in the fire. 
and they enjoyed the freedom and the and, and, and the liberty to go wherever they wanted to in the furnace. I don't know how big the furnace was, but evidently it was big enough for them to walk around in. It was large enough for them to move around because the Bible said they saw four walking in the fire. They saw four moving in the fire. But the really important part is that when they came out of the fire, when they brought them out of the furnace, the Bible said that they didn't have one hair on their head singed. They didn't even have the smell of smoke on them. Their clothes were not charred. Now how did that happen? How did it happen that they could go into such a horrible situation but come out of it and not even have the smell of smoke on their life? I think it had to do with how they went into it. I think it had to do with their perspective going in. They just made up their mind that they were going to serve the Lord. It was how they felt about their situation and the furnace that produced that result. God will deliver, but if not, be it known, I'm not going back. I'm not giving up. I'm not turning around. I'm not quitting. I'm not going to cry myself to sleep tonight. I'm not going to beat myself up over this another day. I'm not going to wonder what's wrong with me, what's so dysfunctional about me that I can't handle this. He said, I just made up my mind. I know that God can, and I know that God will, but if He doesn't, I still trust Him. I would rather trust God than Nebuchadnezzar any day. I would rather trust God than the temporary circumstances I find myself in at this moment. And so perspective. It was how they felt about that furnace that produced the results. How they went in determined how they came out. Amen. How they went in determined how they came out. You say, Brother Hughes, I'm in trouble because I'm already in the middle of my problem and I don't have the right attitude. Well, you know the great thing about God is that He always has attitude adjustment hours. Yeah, he does. Anytime you get ready to get an attitude adjustment, anytime you get ready, you can fall before the Lord. Anytime you get ready, you can bow your knee before him and say, God, I need a heavenly vision. I need something that will help me see beyond the present moment. I need to see beyond where I am right now. I'm tired of just being where I am or seeing only what I am in right now. I want to see something beyond this. I want to see something beyond. Life gets hot sometimes and it gets hard and it may be trying. But if you have the right attitude in your life, you are going to make it all the way through and the right attitude will make all the difference in how you come out of your trial. Amen. Amen. None of us choose to be where we're at. If we had got to pick, we would have picked Hawaii. (laughs) Hawaii. I know that's not how you say it, but that's how I say it. If we had got to pick, we would have picked the Virgin Islands or the Bahamas and say, God, now this is where I want to be tried. (laughs) I want you to try me in paradise. God doesn't allow us to choose. He picks the place. And he sends his people into the furnace. 
Not because the furnace can burn them, but because the furnace can teach them. It can teach them. It can educate them. That your trust is not in the arm of a man. Your trust should be in the Lord. That your confidence is not in what you can do. You know what? That's what's wrong with some of us in this building right now is that we have leaned on our own so long and we have trusted our own maneuvering and our own craftiness. That's how we get out of what we're in and that's why some people are in the mess that they're in because of their own craftiness. You need to throw all of that away and say, you know what, God, I need your help. I need a vision. I need a heavenly vision because I'm in a hard place right now. I'm telling you that a vision can transform a hard place into a heavenly place. It may be trying, but it's not going to be the end. John teaches us a lesson about overcoming. Exiled to an island that he didn't want to go to, alone, forgotten, and forsaken in a hard place. But what a heavenly experience he had. Hallelujah. How many only see what they are presently going through right now? How many of us only see what is going on this moment? Trying to live through life only seeing what is now. You'll never make it that way. You need a vision from God. You need God to touch your eyes and help you to see beyond right now. Because there is life beyond this. There is life beyond this particular moment. Though it was an isle of Patmos, John made it a heavenly place. And you can survive even a Patmos if you have a vision. You can survive a Patmos if you can see beyond the present moment. You can go through hell on earth if you can see beyond the present situation. You can survive whatever you're going through. What you are presently going through is nothing if you have a vision from God. A vision can help you see more. Everybody say more. More. More than just rocks. More than just pain. More than just loneliness. More than just hurt. More than just feelings. More than just fellow People who are in the same boat that I'm in. It will help you see more. When John lifted his eyes and he looked, God showed him things beyond. Things that were too worthy and too wonderful to even mention. Another world, a place where streets are of gold and walls of jasper and gates of pearl and, and a river flowing through it and a place where peace and joy and gladness abound and there's no sickness or heartache or pain or suffering. John saw all of that from a hard place. He saw all of that from a hard place. A vision can help you see more, more than what you're going through, more than what you're enduring, more than what you've had to deal with. Some are wrestling today with the beast of Ephesus as it speaks. Some people are going through the most difficult trials of their life. But in that kind of situation, you need God to touch your eyes because the right perspective, how you go in, will determine how you come out. And God can touch you. He can give you a vision beyond the present moment. 
to be able to see that this is not the end. Everybody say that with me. This is not the end. This is not the end. This, it's not going to end like this. this. This is not how it's going to end. Amen. That's important. Somebody say it again. This is not the end. Come on. About your situation right now. This is not the end. This is not the end. This is, this is not how it's going to end. It's not over with this. This is a moment. This is going to change. Things are going to move on. Patmos will always be Patmos, but vision will enable you to see beyond the present moment. What John teaches me is that truth is always going to triumph. Amen. Truth is always going to triumph. It doesn't matter what circumstances say. It doesn't matter what people say. Truth is going to triumph. And John saw that in the end. John saw a vision of something higher, something better, and that's what he latched on to, and he survived a Patmos. I've came this morning just for one simple purpose, to help somebody that's going through a hard place, someone who maybe has lost perspective and You've gotten caught up in the sound of life and the sound of things and the coming and the going. And you know how life is. It comes in like a flood. It just overwhelms you. It doesn't come creeping in. It doesn't come silently stealing in. It just kicks in the front door and comes in with artillery out and you're pinned up against the wall. That's how life comes at us. It would be great if life would make a phone call and say, I'm coming by today. I need you to be awake. I need you to I need to be on you to be on your best. Life doesn't operate like that. Life just comes barging in with things that we don't know how to deal with and life changes in a moment. We turn upside down and then we don't know what to do. That's why it's important that in a moment like that you have a vision that you have something you can see that's beyond the present moment and John had it. And though he was in a hard place, he had one of the most heavenly experiences that's ever been recorded. And God gave me that to give to somebody here this morning that as hard as life is right now, it could be the most heavenly place of your spiritual journey if you'll just open your eyes and start looking around. Because when you do, do you're going to see that there's more for you than there is against you. Amen. If you just open your eyes, you're going to see that there's more working for you than that is working against you. Even though the doctor's report may be what it is. Understand that God's still working. That God's hand is still there. That when you allow your eyes to be open, you realize that this is really just a moment. It's just a segment of my life. This isn't my whole life. It's just the moment. And this too shall pass. That's why you need eyes that can see beyond. And the only way you're going to get that is for God to touch you. God, I need, I need a fresh perspective today. Amen. I want everybody to stand right now. I, I feel the Lord in this place. I, 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 I got up this morning thinking I was going to preach to you about something completely different. But when I got here and got to trying to really seek after the Lord 
God began to talk to me, and so I'm just going to give it to you the way God gave it. It's as simple as I know how to say it, but somebody in this place today is going through a hard and trying experience in your life. And maybe, maybe, maybe that first verse more aptly defines your life at this moment. Maybe that first verse, Proverbs, where there is no vision, the people perish. Maybe you came into this service today and your situation is just eating you up. It's just eating you up. It's, it, it's, it's eating up all of your energy. It's eating up all of your your. your emotions it's eating up all of your thoughts it it's consuming every second of every day every time you wake up that's all you can see every time you turn over that's all you can think about it's eating up it's consuming everything in your life where there is no vision people perish but john said i i was in a similar place i was in a hard place i i don't know how i got there other than just doing the will of god but that that really doesn't matter how you get there the fact is that you're there john said in in the aisle called patmos i saw things i saw beyond the island i saw beyond the beating i saw beyond the incarceration I saw beyond the moment. I saw beyond the, the anguish, the, the loneliness. I saw beyond all of the fears that had overwhelmed me at a moment. I saw beyond all that. And that's what sustained me. That's what kept me. John survived Patmos. All that they could do to him, they couldn't kill him on Patmos. History says that he died many years later, after having been released from Patmos. Nobody gets released from Patmos, but John did. Amen. John, John was let go. Why? Because the right perspective. Eyes that see beyond the moment. That's what some of us need, just to see beyond the moment. Amen. To see beyond the present situation. There is life beyond all of this. There's hope beyond all of this. Amen. Would you just reach over and take somebody by the hand right now and let's pray together. Lord, it's your word. I know that I'm a weak vessel and I know that I'm not, I'm not the greatest deliverer, but I come with your word this morning. God, there are people here today that are going through hard times, hard situations they're in hard places lord difficult understanding why all of this has come and god some of us our our situation is eating us up it's consuming us it's completely consuming us overwhelming our minds our thoughts our feelings our emotions we need a fresh perspective we need you to touch our eyes today, Lord. You, we need to see beyond this moment. We need to see beyond this moment. We need to see a heaven open. We need to see that throne again. That one who sits upon the throne.
That's what we need today. We need to be able to know that there is life beyond. There is life yet to live. There are promises that are going to be fulfilled. That there are things that you are still doing and still working on and still working in. That's what we need to see, Lord. We need to see that tonight or this morning or tomorrow will not be the end. It's just a journey. It's part of that journey. God, touch our eyes today. Come on, Lord, touch us right now. Come on, church family. Would you just make a a feeble attempt right now just to reach out to Him? Oh, God, help me today. Help me right now. Hallelujah. I want everybody to come and join me here at this altar.